people deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning in each and every time and as usual if you're listening to this wherever you are welcome back and thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of the deluded podcast the dg podcast the really and truly podcast the people's podcast podcast sorry um the new one i've seen you lot been thrown in the in the comments sometimes is the is what it is podcast i was never aware of a lot of these things that i say frequently i apologize for such but i hope you're doing well and safe on this friday morning um i say morning because it's over in the uk it's 6 30 um if you want the time it's actually i was woken up even earlier i typically wake up around five i was i woke up at quarter to five because of the sun um i'm quite quite a crap sleeper in that regards but and i'm quite can't lie i'm feeling the effects people but listen spring in my step you know football is back it's friday first and foremost i've got my health and i've got them things there so i hope you've all got that you know i've got my health um second of all you know as much as arsenal stress me and definitely with what's happened in the last week i have looked never looked at my club with more shame over this last 18 months year but i feel last week was a very well this week sorry was a very dark time for my football club you know we already fans already sold up the river but it just further confirms that they're loyal to coin you know there's one way when clubs listen i don't respect liars in it but when clubs we all know clubs are fleecing fans even the premier league and all these people that declared it as a victory but we've almost you can't you know that you know it but you know it in it it's for me with the Super League, they were so blatant and brazen with it, you know, like it's that sort of arrogance and us fans are on the floor. We need to make up noise. We need to get this 50 plus one rule installed for to save all of our football clubs. Any club that doesn't agree with it, then somehow their owner should be forced to sell. But at the same time, I do feel that's unprecedented and actually uncomfortable lands, really, if not not the 50 plus one if there is a reality where you can force people to sell because where does it stop it's great when you don't like an owner but you know it can get very political and very nasty and whatnot um every club has you know been a, has had the world fall out of their backside really and truly and had their tails pulled between their legs and had to save face arsenal saying sorry didn't see stan Kroenke's name on that but cool he said sorry i know yesterday he fed his son to the wolves in the same way he's fed arteta the players and actually vinai with all due respect to specifically arteta and the players they're just pawns and puppets in this game of chess um stan Kroenke's is playing this guy is loyal to coin this guy will continue to sell arsenal um, up the river i wish he would sell arsenal and actually he's confirmed his commitment that he won't we all knew he would say that and i don't know how we get changed but this is just a, this is just a, this ain't even half time this ain't even the first 10 minutes we're going to go down a long battle with stan Kroenke. now i'm sure you've all seen this not just arsenal i'm an arsenal fan so i spoke i'm focusing on arsenal every top six club well big six team handed themselves in disgrace you know apologies let me take off my hat you saw john henry doing doing a, a personalized problem and um, people um a personalized video you've seen chelsea say sorry you know levy basically didn't say sorry he said sorry for he didn't even say sorry he's like he apologized for the anxiety the situation caused or something they all did what they did obviously it's cost woodward his job you know they all deserve to lose and they all deserve to face the, the music and they have a long way of they they had a long way to go before they built built the relationship with fans back chelsea might be a bit different because roman abramovich actually cares about the club and tries to win i'm sure they'll forgive him i'm sure manchester city fans will forgive their city players city manager daniel levy who for instance for, for a while has been undercut in spurs the same at arsenal i'm sure they will have less sympathy and nobody should any fines any sanctions then these people need to face the music the only good thing i think Kronky said is is that they'll cover the cost that it took to to do this ill-fated um, attempt people um 
On the topic of Woodward allegedly losing his job, there's a lot of fallout. Is it a bit of safe face? Apparently, uh, initially, we heard he was a front runner around this. He was a key member of this. He had more tricks up his sleeve. He was there with the JP Morgan chums. On the other hand, you're hearing that he's resigned because he felt the club shouldn't go through with that. And I'm sure you've, you've seen the statement. Me, personally, I don't know what to believe. It is what it is, you know. And to be fair with you, it's not a victory. You know, it's less. it's the devil we don't know, but we still got the devil we know. And arguably, the devil we know has gone even stronger now in UEFA because they've, at least temporarily, I know Barca are still in the Super League. They're refusing to bust out. Um, it's still there. And you've even seen Gundogan. Now, Gundogan should probably ask the owners of the club, not that he can, but, you know, players are pawns. You know, they're guinea pigs. The, 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 the fixture calendar list isn't kind anyways, especially if your team is just competing through domestics and trying to win trophies, you know. Then you've got a whole bunch of international friendlies and nations league and all of these things and then you've got the pre-season money ball some people got euros and whatnot again when this does when it does properly get into circulation this ua for new format it's, it's appalling you know it's a it's the same crap really you know UEFA, these TV people, as we keep saying, and as I have said, they don't care about what the club's actually trying to do. It's the clubs that are trying to do this thing without them, rightly or wrongly, you know. Something needs to be done. Will something be done? I don't know, people, but it is what it is in that regard. Um, and I'm happy to see, you know, the collapse of the Super League, really and truly. It collapsed. Everybody looked stupid that was involved in those 12 teams. You know, Perez is, on, is facing heat, you know, uh, again... Oh, the English clubs are getting blasted for it. Italian clubs are getting blasted for it. You know, people are losing their jobs. Well deserved, really and truly. Um, apparently, a 23-year-old 23 23-year-old 23 con contract is signed. And apparently, Perez is saying that it's, it's not dead. It's just... The way I got it from Perez is like, this isn't dead. We just have to try a new approach. And really, I, the wickedest thing is, I don't mind people challenging UEFA. Because they they haven't had to check things. And as I said, yeah, my 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 sim, you know, my my interest in this stuff only goes so far because there's no energy around like this around racism. You see, everybody of everybody, whatever everybody looks like, everybody's had their say. Everyone's taken to the streets. Now, many people will say it's not the same, but why can't you picket fence? Same way we're protesting owners. Why can't you protest? They fix racism. Why can't you? Because the clubs would have to, you know, if they want it to stop. Many people say, "Oh, you're going too far." How? How is how is that too far? For, for, for wanting a level playing ground for skin colour. But the game, the actual game, which is a game of football, isn't. And I, I and again, I always say football is more important than life or death is saved lives. But one thing more important than lives is, you know, not discriminating against people. So my care in this subject only goes so far because consistently from the footballing world, from the people that tried to make this move happen, from the fans, nobody cared to fix racism that much. So how much do I care? I don't know, people. It is what it is in that regard. Like I said, Woodward has lost his role. Jose Mourinho's lost his job. And you've seen Ryan Mason has now come into the Spurs job, people. And he got a win. Um, let's actually go on to, the, to, to football now. Let's focus on football, man. Let's focus on something that's, that we actually do like to speak about, people. Now, in terms of results... <clears throat> Monday set the tone. As you lot saw, you know, Leeds won, Liverpool won. Now, looking at that game, it was the same thing we always knew about Liverpool in that they create, they don't even, I wouldn't say create chances, but they do get chances. 
they did play well in that first half. But I've seen, like Carragher actually said and said it rightly, we've seen Liverpool play like that many times this season and not necessarily score. You know, pardon me. They kind of only know how to play one way. Their way of football is a bit robotic, in my opinion. That being said, Leeds, it was a fantastic occasion. You know, Leeds only play one way, rightly or wrongly. Yes, there were several heart and mouth moments and whatnot, but there was also chances they could have done. Well, I think Leeds did all right in that regard. Um, and they kept fighting and towards the end, you know, Lorente, who could have, had, you know, inadvertently, um, put a defensive header and set up one of his Liverpool um, um, one of his Liverpool rivals he actually scored you know got and, and got Leeds a point and Ellen, playing Leeds in general is a dangerous game playing Leeds at Ellen Road you know not that Arsenal are the Arsenal of old but you know Liverpool have only got a point off Leeds at home City the same at home and well in fact you know <laughs> what Leeds have taken four points of City to be fair with you what they've taken they take a three off Arsenal you know no, they've taken one off Arsenal. We did our thing. Yeah, that's one club we did our thing against, really. You know, one of the only shout to Leeds. But Leeds are, are, are it's a privilege to have them in the Premier League, you know. I wanted Leeds to come up for obvious reasons. I think they're a club that they long, belong in the in the in, in in the Premier League. You know, they were missing for a while. They've got very loyal fans. They're part of it. Away from the heritage, you know, big up Bielsa as well. But away from Bielsa, in fact, indirectly tied into Bielsa, you know, Leeds are not just interested in being in the Premier League for the sake of it. Now, maybe there's a bit of arrogance as me being an Arsenal fan and we've never been relegated. <laughs> uh, maybe there's a lot of that in my head, people, in, in, in that regards. But you see me, I just like when clubs come up and they're not just existing in the Premier League. You can see, obviously, the first thought of thing was safety for Leeds. But you can see they're trying to have stability. They're trying to, you know, get stable and then maybe push Europe or do whatever they want to do. And I like that. Obviously, I like the way Bielsa plays football. I admire, on one hand, you could say it's bravery. On one hand, it might be stupidity, playing only one way. But I admire someone that, I admire many things about Bielsa. I like the way he's got, you know, basically under 15, 16s to first, to first team all on the same page. Master tactician, he leads nothing to chance. You know, he even considers variables you didn't even know were variables. And to say he's an experienced manager is, a, is an understatement. He, we, You know, people really underestimate how iconic it is to have this man within the Premier League and you know and, and it's, it's a shame that we've got him and the most thing i see the english media talking about is the set factory sitting on the on on the water on the on the water bottle bin or you know he's bending down you know on, the, on his knees basically watching the game for whatever reason you know we've got a mad manager and this is what you're focusing on you know fantastic result though but Liverpool you don't take your chances the only benefit is you know Mane actually scored Liverpool did have chances Leeds also had chances to score prior so a point is probably the best result and we all saw the scenes in relation to the Super League but we've got over it why continue now Chelsea and now after seeing Leicester win and go four points clear of Chelsea Chelsea again making a race for the top four which looked a foregone conclusion tougher than it needed to be you know 10 man 10 men, you know, Brighton, you know, too stupid, you know, Ben White was stupid to get sent off, almost as stupid as who else got sent off this week? Matty Cash, you know, I know Phil Foden's a bad boy footballer, but he was doing stupidness. But back to this game, what more is there to say other than it's nil-nil, it's firmly two points, dropped at Stamford Bridge for Chelsea. They had chances, they didn't take them, it's as simple as, it's as, simple as that. The lineup was strong enough, you know, I think Rüdiger had a good game. From talking about your centre-halves, you know you weren't quite at it, people. You know, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't bang. It really didn't bang. You know, Callum Hudson Odoi's end product could improve, but fair play, he was off the bench. You know, they just didn't do what they needed to do, people. They just weren't really at it. You know, um, Chelsea had four shots on target, so they weren't really clinical within the game. In fact, Brighton actually had more shots than them people. So it's two points dropped for Liverpool. 
Two points dropped for Chelsea. You know, Spurs first game under Ryan Mason. Again, it looked like they would drop three points. It looked like they'd settle for a point. But they've came from behind to win two goals to one. First Premier League game post Jose era. Forgive me if I'm wrong. You know, and they and they did what they needed to do. Now there is Spurs haven't come back in games too many times this season. And as Sky Sports said it, and I was watching the game with Amanda, I said, well, see from Sky Sports said that. They're scoring. I'm not being funny. With respect to Southampton, Southampton can't hold on to a lead. You could tell Southampton were going to bottle it, really and truly. They had chances, of course. You know, Che Adams was it a handball, wasn't it? Vestergaard was it a handball? I'm sure was it a handball, wasn't it? You know, my man conceded a penalty at the end. You know, it didn't. You know, I did think Spurs would win. I did think Spurs would score. Obviously, they did it with no bail. It's Jose first Jose post game. It's Ryan Mason's first game as the gaffer and. You know, whether I think it's right or wrong that he's just, you know, what has he been doing? You know, there's more experience, experienced managers that haven't been given an opportunity. I'm not getting at Spurs or Ryan Mason. I'm getting at the dynamics because they might highlight his inexperience. But how has he got there? You know, it'd be nice if that was afforded to the led, likes of Ledley King and these sort of guys, if those sort of opportunities. But it is what it is. It's the industry. It's the subconscious bias that certain people, even if they had, not that you need to be a, a great footballer, but regardless of if you've had a mediocre career or been amazing you're still seen as being a leader where you you a certain players you're only seen as a leader with the captain thing and even the captain one is subjective but nonetheless you know Ryan Mason did his things his first game he's statistically the youngest manager in the Premier League we all know there's a cup final on the weekend I did think with Jose they would win it I don't think they're gonna win it now but at the same time I still I won't say I back Spurs because, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan. That makes me feel sick. But um, I do think Spurs might do it, you know. Again, I thought Jose would get it because, again, he's been denied the chance of winning a trophy at every club he's been to. I just feel maybe that new manager bounce that might help Brian Mason. But at the same time, they are a bit of young adolescent deers in and amongst the, 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 the jungle. And as you lot know, there's a ticking time bomb of things like that. You know, Son and Bell saved the day, you know. First time I saw it, I thought Bell meant it. Second time I looked, I think, is he? did he mean it or did he put a cross in? Either way, cheeky finish. Son obviously made sure. It's a great run from Son. Poor from Southampton, but a fantastic run from Son for his goal. You know, I think Ndombele looked good. He's never going to play 90 minutes, but is where it is for Spurs. 2-1 victory. You get it as you take it, people. You get it how you live. You know, Ryan Mason, again, you've got an audition for the Spurs job. You never know. Me, personally, I think Spurs are going to go for Eddie Howe, people. I also think one outsider, I would say, again, it all depends on if he wants to stay at Fulham, but why not Scotty Parker? Again, if you're going to go down that route, because they tried the, you know, they did the poch thing. They've done the Jose thing and the outlay with that. Is he going to go for, is Daniel Levy going to go for an Allegri, this, that and the third, especially if Spurs don't look like they're getting top four? Probably a myth, but then again, Spurs are still in and among a shouts with that people. So you can't you can't say anything in that regard. So I think Spurs did what they needed to do um, to win the game. You know, West um, Leicester absolutely slaughtered West Bromwich Albion. You know, they opened a four point gap, as I said, um, Leicester and West Brom. You know, <laughs> absolutely annihilated. Three goals within the first within the first thirteen minutes, people in the first half, people like absolutely slaughtered. Jamie Vardy obviously scored and got an assist. Um, you know, Kelechi, um, Ianacho, obviously, he can't stop scoring. Johnny Evans got on the score sheet as well. <laughs> so, absolutely, it was a good game to watch, man. I mean, apart from hitting the post, I can't remember, was it Pereira? It weren't Maitland now, as if it, and he was anonymous. Um, I only care, I'm only mentioning him because he's an Arsenal player. I don't care about the others. Um, 
deluded long reports and that on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. Um, apart from, was it Pereira? I'm sure Pereira hit the post. West Brom, it's already what we know. Boring, stale, toothless, going through the motions. Just not good enough, really. Like, they, what more can I tell you lot? They had to pass the pad. They got annihilated, man. Like, what? <laughs> For, you know, I, I, don't, I, I think I got confused when I... I think you lot might have misquoted me. I didn't mean to say first 13 minutes of the first half. I just meant first half. Um, absolutely annihilated them people. What? I'm so sure in no order. Vardy scored. I want to say Kelechi, but I'm sure it was Johnny Evans. And then I'm sure Kelechi scored um, a couple minutes before half time. You know, I'm sure Vardy set up Kelechi and it was, it weren't the same, but it's still the same sort of combination that saw them book their ticket last week into the FA Cup final, people, which obviously, hopefully Leicester can do a thing because they're playing, they're playing. Chelsea, who we have to hate more than Spurs. Manchester City 1-2-1 against Aston Villa. I think that was a good game for me to watch personally. I really enjoyed that. Phil Foden show. Again, the strength for Phil Foden, the balance, the the, 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 the link-up play. You know, it's all of these things. I'm bored of... It's, it's like, for me, it's like talking about Greenwood, Bakayo Saka, Curtis Jones is becoming a bit like that. It's boring talking about how good they are because they're here, innit? I'm not wowed by the fact that he's young or he's got technical quality. He's, he's in there now, innit? He's there. He's a, he, he's certified. Jude Bellingham, the same as well. He's there. I'm keen to see how he grows. And, you know, everyone was saying, oh, this development, he needs to play, he needs to play. Shut up, man. Look at what Pep Guardiola is doing for Donny. Man could play off the left, off the right. Probably most natural in the 10. I'm sure indirectly he's been forced as a striker. Obviously, we know Pep does that funny striker stuff. Long term, I do think Foden will have the maturity to dictate the tempo of a game consistently and play in a midfield pivot. Not as a as an eight and a slash ten and a half. I think he can do it. There's no way around it. He's a complete player. England need to build it around him. You know, absolutely fantastic footballer, to put it nicely, people. Enjoyed some of not just him, enjoyed some of the play I saw consistently. Obviously, Matty Cash and John Stones did what they could to make sure this 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 was was it had even more talking points. I'm sure both players will be disappointed in the manner which led to their reds. For me, especially Matty Cash car. The second challenge, what are you doing? Like, did Foden say something to you and you just thought, let me leave one on him? Because you're doing stupidness, really and truly. Obviously, John McGinn gave Aston Villa the lead and it looked like it was going to be one of those games when he scored within the first minute. So, it is what it is. You know, all I can say is Phil Foden's show, really. It's a 2-1 victory. Man City will take that and they move ever, ever closer towards confirming what we know is bound to happen. They're winning the damn league, people. So, as I said... You know, Leicester 3, West Bromwich Albion nil, Spurs 2, Southampton 1, Aston Villa 1, Manchester City 2, Chelsea nil, Brighton nil. It was 1-1 in the Liverpool game. That ends the midweek fixtures, people. And if you was if you didn't have any any clue, people, last weekend's fixtures, as you know, Everton and Spurs drew 2-2. Wolves won 1-0 against Sheffield United. It was 3-2 in Newcastle's favour versus West Ham. 3-1 victory against Burnley for Manchester United on Sunday, um, the 18th of April. And obviously Arsenal drew against Fulham Lala. Um, Looking forward to the games that are coming this week People, we kick off Friday night Arsenal versus Everton Carlo Ancelotti versus Mikel Arteta It's the Mikel Arteta derby He's got history with both clubs um, So hopefully we get to winning Who knows who plays up front Will it be Martinelli, Balogun or Eddie? I think he's going to go with the the, the, sort of the safe option In what, what I would say as Eddie and Ketia um, Pepe on the right or the left and William personally I would like to see um, if Saka isn't going to be used at left back Saka on the right or the left um, for me anyways um, Saka on the right or the left 
Pepe on the right or the left. And I'd probably go with Martinelli through the middle, to be fair with you. But if that can't be done, if Saka for me, which against Everton, I would actually like to do it versus having Xhaka at left back, Saka go out and do a job for me. Martinelli would pull over to the left-hand side and I'd give Balogun a chance. But I'm not as how many Arsenal fans are with Eddie. If Eddie gets a chance, I support him all the way. I want him to do his thing. And Eddie, there's an extra thing against him for it. Because as I said in my preview on YouTube, check out the YouTube channel. I can't imagine you don't know Eddie. Um, Eddie started against Everton and he got physically dominated by Yerry Mina and Keane. You know, on top of that, he was anonymous. Put it right if you start again. And I remember as much as I'm saying that, that was the game at Goodison Park this year. Last year at the Emirates, he had a very good game against Everton. You know, I think Everton and Newcastle, two weeks in a row, he was unplayable. That was around the times he just came back to the team after a failed loan at Leeds and for whatever reason, he was hitting it off people. So you've got Arsenal versus Everton at two uh, at 8pm. Obviously, before that, there's protests at 6pm around the ground. Make sure you're getting about or if you can't get there, raise awareness. Um, so that kicks off the weekend, people, which is good for me because what well, after Saturday, I could have a little break. Proud of me. After that, people, you've got Liverpool versus Newcastle, where, again, hopefully Joe Willett can do a thing. You know, probably the game of the weekend, I would say, on the Saturday would probably be West Ham United versus Chelsea from 5.30. I can't lie, I'm not watching it, people, but you've got Sheffield United versus Brighton at 8pm on the Saturday. And on the 25th, which is the Sunday, kicking it off, you've got Wolves-Burnley, which is on BBC Sport. You've got Leeds versus Manchester United. I'm watching that, you know. That's that's one that, you know, in a couple of years ago, remember Jermaine Beckford in the FA Cup. Obviously, if we go back several years ago, that was it's the rivalry still there and that, but that was one that was a bit extra. And I think the fans have really been robbed of that, especially at Ellen Road, because, again, they've just come up. You've got a Birmingham derby, a West Midlands, better yet, derby. You've got Aston Villa versus West Bromwich Albion. You're probably back... Aston Villa to wipe the floor with West Brom, really. So, something probably will change in that regard. And to end that game week of fixtures, people, you've got Leicester versus Crystal Palace on the Monday. So, once again, um, starting from Friday to Monday, Arsenal versus Everton, Liverpool versus Newcastle, West Ham versus Chelsea, Sheffield versus Brighton, Wolves versus Burnley, Leeds versus Manchester United, Aston Villa against West Brom at Jalbion, and you've got Leicester City against Crystal Palace. Um, so, that's the game weeks to come. Obviously, we know we've got the Carlin cup cat yarabal cup whatever whoever sponsors it right now at the weekend as well manchester city against tottenham hotspur obviously i want manchester city to win for obvious reasons i just think spurs are going to do it again i want to be wrong but again new manager effect i've seen it happen under arteta it might work as i said at the start if they stayed with jose i thought they would win it i'm not sure now again i hope definitely hope they don't win it you know definitely hope they don't win it but it's Spurs' it's Champions League. To be fair to Spurs, you know, they don't get too many times being in finals. They haven't had too many opportunities. Their fans haven't seen too many of these sort of games. So any sort of silverware could be there. It's probably collecting dust. You know, somebody's probably getting a free cleaning job. You know, you know you're a cleaner, you just skip some rooms. I'm pretty sure the Spurs staff just do that in the trophy cabinet. Just give it a one-two, one-two wipe down here and there when 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 Levy's bringing his corporate friends through. There's no need to be in there. Brett, they even lost the key, people. Spurs, I gotta do it, man. I gotta do it. I had to, man. I couldn't resist it. You know me, I'm very neutral with it, but every now and again it has to come out, people. Um so it is well it is in in that regards you know death to the super league we'll see what happens with uefa we've just spoken about the premier league we've touched on woodward you know we've always touched on florentino perez insists that the idea isn't dead people like he said the project is still on standby the super league still exists i'm a bit sad and disappointed because we've been working on this project for three years 
you have it there. There was something in the group of six English teams who wasn't that interested. There was someone, sorry. And I think that started to become contagious among the others. There are people of a certain age involved and maybe they were scared because they didn't understand anything that was going on. We all signed a binding contract, but I don't think that one of them was ever convinced. In the end, there was an onslaught from leagues and the Premier League got fired up. So they said, we'll leave it for now. He said, I'll travel. Well, yeah, so that was that, people. I'm not going to read Woodward's statement. Forget all of that. So that's it. So Florentino Perez isn't done. And apparently Barcelona have come out and said they're still involved in this thing. So I don't know, man. There's a couple of men still riding with Perez still. Um, so we'll have to see. Um, Wembley apparently is set to be given an extra Euro 2020 last 16 tie, which could involve England people. This could, this will obviously be shedded more light on this Friday because this is when FIFA addresses, I mean, UEFA, apologies, addresses uncertainty around matches in Dublin, Bilbao and Munich. So that's Ireland, Spain and Germany. Um, I'd imagine that's to do with COVID and things like that. And in fact, as I've said that, Dubai, Dubai man said Dubai, Dublin is certain to lose its four games and Bilbao's could be moved to Seville because of COVID-19 issues. A fixture clash means Dublin's group stage games will not go to Wembley um, but the BBC Sport understands its last 16 game featuring the winners of England's group will be moved to Wembley as you lot know there will be nine ven nine venues will have spectators watching games as UEFA have said if England win group D which features Scotland Croatia and Czech Republic they will play on home soil people um, on the 29th of June where we play obviously the second place team in group F um, so we'll have to see what happens I'm a big fan of the 50 plus one rule you know I, I, I think it does set a good st statement the government have to implement it I don't know how they will because people already own it but again uh, they have to I'm, I'm not really confident in the government to do anything competent if you are if you live in this country you can't blame me but at the same time people apparently Labour is trying to or Tracy Crouch apparently is trying to put through plans to try and get an investigation into you know the Super League football clubs dealings and obviously a 50 plus one rule I think that's needed that's definitely needed I don't think you I think you need it universally but I think there's some clubs that prove you don't necessarily need it for club and I'm sure every club won it for guys like Arsenal we need that because you know we're being we've been sold down the river by Stan Kroenke the only consistency has been in ticket prices prices of merchandise <laughs> you see nothing but inconsistency off the football field so you can talk as much as you want get as much PR as you want when I never see your face when I never hear your name when I don't even really you know I don't even think Stan Kroenke is real I think like I said earlier I think he's the guy from Bitcoin you know you don't know him you don't know him he's, he's just a straw man you know nobody who can say they've ever seen he's that groggy. i see his son allegedly you know it's a madness. It's a madness. And as I said, Stan Kroenke's got no morals. That's why I want it for Arsenal Football Club. If a man will put his son to face the disgruntled supporters and get backlash, you know, the puppets, the Vinays and whatnot. He didn't even have the decency to, to tell Arteta and the playing staff. And when they did, they were left in the dark when it became info. This tells you he does what he wants and it's anything but... It's, 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 it's nothing but a dictatorship, people. So we'll have to see what happens in that regards, people. We'll have to see, man. You know, hopefully there is something there, people. You know, apparently, like they say in the Bundesliga, it protects against reckless owners and safeguards the democratic customs of German clubs. So it pre preserves their values, people. So if you do want to be a foreign owner and buy into their game or you want to do whatever, you have to adhere to the laws. And it does feel a bit wild, wide, wild, wild, wide, wild west sort of thing, man. Wild, wild west sort of thing here in England, people. Um, so we'll have to see, people. Um, apparently, Barcelona... Um, said not joining the Super League would have been a historical error, um, which is mad people. They said um, they also hit back at critics for unjustified pressure and intimidation. 
That's ab absolute uh, madness. Apparently, the statement, the decision was made in conviction that it would have been an historical error to turn down the opportunity to be part of this project as one of its founding members, as one of the club's top, as one of the world's top sports clubs. Our intention shall always be to be at the forefront. This being an indispensable part of the club's identity and its sporting, social, and institutional spirit. Apparently, they've taken note of the negative backlash as well. So we'll have to see people. And apparently, Laporte described it as a necessity. And now, let's be real, Barca and Helladet, you know. They need to rebuild the squad. Same with Real Madrid. It's all for money. They don't care about fans. They don't care about the global footprint. You know, yes, it was a too good of an opportunity to turn down for all the wrong reasons. Like every club, like, let's call a spade a spade, man. Um, he said it would be... <clears throat> Apparently, he said it would be an attractive competition based on sport and merit. Lol. We defend national leagues and are open to dialogue with UEFA. We need more resources to make football a great show. And I think there'll be an understanding. There's been pressure on some clubs, but the proposal is still valid. And I hear that. But check your own reckless spending. Not to drop players in that, but, you know, Arthur, Coutinho. Not that Arthur was bought for big money, but Arthur, Coutinho, Griezmann. Dembélé, you know, Umtiti, Lingnair, again, they've all had varied success. They've all had good ups and downs. How many have justified these price tags? You know, it's your reckless spending and having the best player to ever kick the ball in Lionel Messi, it allowed Barcelona for years to get away with doing dumb stuff. And now that Messi struggled a bit by his own standards or not been able to just carry the team on his back single-handedly, you see just how poor Barcelona are. Barcelona are another club that hide behind being for the people, hide behind all those values because they're running a mockery and have been running a mockery, people. So... The less said on that, the better people. I can't imagine nobody would have known people, but apparently the Premier League's annual turnover dropped by 9% due to the impacts of COVID-19 accounts for 2019-20 have revealed. Apparently the Premier League published its accounts up to July the 31st, 2020 on Thursday, which is covering the first of a three-year cycle of broadcasting and other commercial rights contracts. As you look, no total turnover for the Premier League dropped from 3.3 billion in 2019 to 2.9 billion which obviously illustrates how the English top flight and its clubs have struggled through the pandemic and national lockdowns, people. So that was expected. Um, it make of that what you will, people. Obviously, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any other other news, people. Obviously, you've had La Liga guy talking. Everyone and their nan, all the big corporation guys are speaking. I mean, it's been a tough week for Florentino Perez, you know, really and truly, but. On that note, people, it's been a fantastic podcast. And lastly, please make sure you're following me on Spotify, on Apple, on everything. You know, Deluded Guna 04 on everything apart from Twitch, which is Deluded Guna 187. Make sure you're following me on YouTube because, like I said, it's Arsenal versus Everton. I'm doing a watch along later. And even if you don't know, some of you, I can't imagine you don't because YouTube's the bread and butter. But I'm pretty sure there must be some of you that just listen to my podcast. You're completely unaware of the other content I do. So, like I always say, check out the link in the descriptions they're not just there for show and tell people on that note though god bless you all but i'm gonna keep it moving god bless like i said catch you lot in a bit i'll be back on tuesday because there's monday night football tuesday we'll review what's happened in the week and what other talking points fall out from the week people but for now god bless enjoy the rest of your friday tune into my youtube because i'm pretty sure i'm probably somewhere waffling on youtube by the time you finish listening to this it's been a fantastic half old hour with you guys people Deluded, I'm out. God bless. Stay safe. Stay well. Keep your health. I'm out.